What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my baby, and these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life, it chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last time that anybody has ever asked you a question? No one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Hello, camera. I'm Evan Grant of the Ballsy Podcast here at Dallas Morning News, Sports Day DFW. I'm joined by clown number one, Barry Horn. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Evan, on your podcast. Thank you. you thank you for being here. And I'm joined by Kevin Sherrington. Clown number two. And thank you for being here. Yeah, great to be here. I guess, should, should we call this the Baldy Podcast now that people can see us? There we go. Listen, on, on the regular podcast, it usually takes Barry six, eight minutes to get into a really bad pun. Today he's he's a, he's right on it. Yeah, he's really exacerbating that schedule, accelerating that schedule. Uh, Go. So last night the Cowboys and the Eagles. That was, that was Sunday. Game. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, what did you think? This was going to be the, I guess, the determinant on Dak Prescott's future as the Cowboys quarterback, or at least the weekly determinant. I thought at one point during the game when the Cowboys were playing so poorly uh, that every mistake that the Cowboys made, whether uh, on offense or defense, whether it was a penalty, whether it was a turnover, almost either took points off the board for the Cowboys or, or ended up giving points to the Eagles. Uh, a pretty miserable performance for most of the night. And I think there, was some, there would have been a lot of dialogue today if they had lost that game about, well, maybe, maybe we should rethink this thing about Tony Robo. I think there'll be that dialogue regardless. I think there'll still be dialogue about that. But note this, the Eagles did not play well either. Well, you know, what the Cowboys did and what they've been doing, I think they, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes when you watch on TV because you can't see the secondary coverage. But they're playing a lot of dime packages where they got a, a lot of people in the, in, in the secondary who are kind of uh, smothering the routes, you know, keeping teams from going downfield. If you watched that game last night, you saw Carson Wentz constantly throwing underneath, throwing short passes, and that kept the, the Eagles from really challenging the Cowboys to, to the greater extent. All right, so uh, when we talked about this this morning, yeah, you basically were going to say Dak bad. Yeah, I thought for this. Well, clearly it was his worst game. I, it, his quarterback rating had been unbelievable in, in all his other starts. He's been, you know, he's over a hundred in all of it, all of his ratings. You know, he's just been tremendous. And in this game, he he was not. Uh, and and you know, I, I think uh, Barry will say that the that Des Bryant is is the reason for that, and we're blaming we're blaming Des Bryant for the fact that Dak couldn't find it anybody a, open. It was a contributing factor that the uh, addition. What was new? What was different in this game? Dez played. Here's what and I think that weighed heavily on Dak's mind. Uh, there was another contributing factor. The Eagles' defense is pretty good. Pretty good. And and and, and here's and here's the other thing to me is that is that the contributing factor of Dez Bryant is, is that they don't win that game without him in that in that game. He the touchdown wrong, catch. He, wrong, the, wrong. Yeah. Wrong. This is like this is like having me being Hillary and you being Donald Trump. Wrong. wrong. 
Wrong. Wrong. Wrong. Such a nasty man. Yeah. Is that not, none of the rest of the receivers make that touchdown catch in the end zone that Dez Bryant? Well, made. it's a whole different game plan if Dez is not in there. Maybe it's a game plan similar to the previous weeks where Cole Beasley was part of the game plan. He caught 130. You know, I, you, I, you I, can't I, say Cole Beasley is out of the game plan. Des Bryant. He never looked for. He didn't look for Cole Beasley till the end of the game. When Des Bryant was in the game before, before he got hurt, and and we talked about the targeting. Cole Beasley was still catching pass after pass after pass. He was on a pace to catch over 110 passes, even when Des Bryant was in the game. So you cannot say now that because Des Bryant is back, all of a sudden Cole Beasley is out of the game plan. He was not out I, of the I game plan. I think they made a conscious effort. And they made a conscious effort when Des was in before, and it still led to Cole Beasley catching a bunch of passes. It's possible that the Eagles took Cole Beasley out of the game plan. And, yeah, and you've got to make a choice. If you're the Eagles' defense, you've got to make a choice that you're going to take somebody out of the game plan. And probably, if you're the Eagles, you're going to take the guy who has been most effective over the guy who has not played in three weeks and who has the possibility of a balky knee. That's the guy you're going to choose to take out of your game plan. The Cowboys need Des Bryant to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's not make any. Yes, but in the, in the I'm not questioning that. But in the game we saw yesterday, I, I think they went out of their way to target Des Bryant. But here's the point. Here's the point. I think that was a very that was a coming of age game for Dak and an important game in the development of Dak. And let's not lose. Let's it absolutely of that. was. And I mean, he did have he did have now a more well rounded Beasley, who's more of a more of a factor in the offense as an option. He did have Dez back on the field. He was facing a defense that was doing some different things and getting some pressure. He didn't play well. And the thing for me is, despite all of that, he found a way to make a play and win this game. For Absolutely. Dallas Cowboys. Yes, he did. You're correct. And, and what we have been talking about for the last four weeks is Dak Prescott's played great. He's played great. He deserves to continue to stay on the field. But there's going to come a time when he faces some adversity. And what's going to become incumbent upon the Cowboys then is that they give him a chance to work through that adversity. Well, he did that in the space of one game. Yes. Yeah, you, you want there had been times when he had a turnover. In, in, in Green Bay, he had, he had a turnover. And, and a turnover and, to me is not. No, no, no. But, but he came back from those and was still very sharp. It was, what, the thing you noticed in this game was that he was clearly confused by what the Eagles were doing. Um, and uh, we don't know uh, right. You know, I don't know what the Cowboys uh, had been prepped a, d- a Dak for, and what the Eagles did, and how that might have been different. You know, there may have been something different that the Eagles were doing that that, that confused him. He was not prepared for. He's he's always been prepared for everything that they've done up to this point. Well, here's what he was pre- pre- prepared to do. He's prepared to get a first down on the fourth and one, and he got it. And he threw the game-winning touchdown pass, which. Was not. I know uh, Witten was wide open, but Dak moved and scrambled until he found the wide open. He didn't throw the. Witten was not the primary receiver on that play. Dak was smart well, enough. The, well, the play broke down. Right at but, that point. Well, right, but he he was the primary receiver had been covered. He scrambled and he found Witten. Give the guy credit. Yeah, we're giving the guy okay. credit for that. Okay. You're making it sound like we're not giving him credit. The the point is is that he played a, a poor game for the most part up until then. He played. He played he, his worst game as a starting. Yes, quarterback. No he played his worst. He played his worst game as a starting quarterback for for three and a half quarters. Bad, bad reads, bad throws. He it, played his worst game as a starting quarterback. Yes, and yet he's no. He they, they, he came. He brought the team whole, back to victory. You can't. You can't say that's not. Well, you can't. That's something he did. He hadn't done before. 
we're arguing semantics here, Barry. But the bottom line is, you look at the overall stats, you look at the overall performance. Evan, you're a notorious anti-semantic, by the way. You're known as that. You know, the, the, we'll stop with the puns, would you? The, 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 the point is, you can't deny that he played poorly for three and a half quarters. Barry. He, he, he did play poor poorly, game. but that, that, that's what we're that's what the we're game. Saying. But when you grade him for the game, you grade him for the entire game. They won the game. He brought them back. We're I, just merely making an observation here. You're arguing with the observation. You, you, you know what, Barry? You guys in the mainstream media. Here, here's the deal. That's unbelievable the deal. how you would do this. Dak has never screamed at you, and Dez has, and that is why you're. No. You're, that's why you're apologizing for Dak, did, and you're you ripping. Did Dez. Bayless pay you something to get? Let's trade Dez Bryant on the air. No, Kenny Bayless. Kenny Bayless, the boxing referee. I don't. He's the only Bayless I, 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 I acknowledge. Yeah, that's that's good. Look, look, here, here's the deal. In this game, the Cowboys played like a desperate team, uh, in my mind. First of all, you, you, had, the, you had the double pass uh, from, from Dak they to Cole Beasley. They ultimately took some, some risks. Took some risks. Risk. Took some risks. Now, that's not so much a risk. That's just a, that's a trick play. But, the, but the, certainly the fake punt. That's that's uh, that's taking that a risk. That's a key play of the game. That's taking a risk. They but don't, they don't, they don't win that, that game without that. I don't see. I see the end around. To Lucky Whitehead, and I see they the they, they've run that they've run that play every time. game. More desperation plays than the fake punt. I thought the fake punt was a good calculated risk at that. No, but that's time. that's a risk. If you if that if somebody it, makes it the play risk, on that, but it's a calculated risk there. You're, you're designed. Punting. It is designed to make something designed. happen. Those other two plays are coin flips. Well, they're coin flips, but it's not. A, we're talking a risk. You're talking about risk. If you tackle him back there, you've got the ball on the twenty. Yes. So that's a risk. Yes, that's a real risk. It is. But it was it was risk. it was an educated risk. It was an educated because risk. they had scouted the Eagles. Yes. They found something. They thought they would be able to do that. They they thought it had some. Re- they oh, didn't so just calculated get- and educated are different. Yes. It is. It is. But, but uh, here's the, here's what was different about the game last night. Up to now, with, with Dak as the quarterback and what the Cowboys have been doing, they look like the early 90s Cowboys on offense. They grind the ball. They, they go out, and they go, and they score right away. They get up on the other team. It makes it easier on the defense now. Everything is just uh, it's a machine, and they go right down the field. In this game, they did not do that. The Eagles scored first, and it, made, and it put the Cowboys behind the, the eight ball behind, for most of the game. And they had to resort to things that they were not doing previously. Hang on one second. Look, if you guys have questions out there in Facebook land, send them on in. I've got it on my screen. I'll be ha- we'll be happy to try and answer them, specifically if it takes some time away from Barry. Um, so if you've got Cowboys questions, now is the what time do you, Would to you ask. bring your own, your own psychophantic fans here to laugh at whatever you say? Psychophantic. Syncophantic. Syncophantic. But psychophantic too. Psychophantic right here on it's, in the Halloween. It's sycophantic fans. And secondly, no, people just know good humor when they see it, Barry. Oh, oh you, now we're talking ice cream. That's unbelievable. But I just want to suggest one thing to you, what? Kevin. I want you to go back and look at those early Cowboys in the 90s. They didn't go 15-1 uh, and one every year. They, they they lost games too, and they didn't play a great game in every game they won. Well, you're, so you're taking this as a criticism of, of your your sainted cowboys, Barry. They're not my. Uh, my gosh, I'm saying that there was clearly a different feel to the offense of this game yesterday than what they've been doing previously. But that it's has, an that, observation. That's an, it is that, not a criticism. That's to be right, this su- expected. What, this is uh, this oh is gosh. coming straight from the people, the people that we are trying to talk. To. Okay, what are they saying? George Gaither, Dak showed spine. The great ones seem to show up at crunch time no matter what they've played the rest of the game. What do people want from him? Perfection. 
Joy, I think there's a big segment of the of the population that w- does want perfection. Oh, I don't, I don't, but I, I think that I, I think there's if we've given them the wrong impression here, I think this was a huge positive in the development of Dax. Yeah, no question. Well, here's I, a, I the reason he, we had that. Impression we have, I want to get, get a chair in here for George. That was that was a, that was the most cogent thought of of the first. Ten minutes the, of this the podcast. The idea that you play poorly and you find a way to win—that's part of the narrative. That's a here. plus. That's that's a great character. Trait. But you were saying earlier that no, 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 that doesn't matter what happened before. Before we're not we're not even considering. Any no, of that. but well, here's what here's what we have to consider: the final score. Dak came back and won and won the game. Led them to that's, a win. That's not what we do as journalists. Okay, what we do right. as journalists because because oh, there's some of these sometimes. These things come to bear later on. Journalism 101. Professor Sherrington is is, is now talking. Barry just Barry just summed up the game. Dak yeah. led them to victory. That's the that's all we, story. So I all guess right. that we only needed one all headline. Right, so hey, no more stories. Let's, one story. Let, let's get Cowboys won. I, I I'm still stuck on the fourth and one in OT. I thought that was a I thought that was a gamble, but I also thought that that was a gamble based. Let's say sixty percent in confidence that. The offensive line can get you one yard when you need it, and you can put this game away right now. The other 40% of it was based on the fact that you're now down Claiborne he's, he's, and you're he's, down Barry Church, and you've got some real questions about whether or not you can yeah, hold them defensively. He, he, I think he sh- he was showing no faith in his defense when he went for that. I, you know what? I, th- I don't know that it's saying that, no that the defense The defense could hold them. I don't know point. if you say that. I, here's, here's what I say on this. You, you kick the field goal, the game is not over. Correct. Right. You you you're because, going for the touchdown. To me, you go for the touchdown here. But uh, and go for the fourth and one. But I, I think there are other other situations and other teams who would go for the field goal there. Maybe. I think not, I, not the Eagles. The Eagles had an opportunity to go for a field goal and decided to punt the ball. Yeah, earlier in the game, I thought that that was to me the biggest contributing factor to the game was the fact that when the Eagles had the opportunity in regulation, five minutes left, they could have kicked a 52-yard field goal. They chose to punt. And here is in a game where your kicker had already kicked a 56-yard field goal twice. With with plenty to spare on both kicks. Twice he kicked a 56. Sturgis had already hit two from 56. No, he, did, he hit the same field goal. They called, they timeout. called the timeout on They froze him. Right. And, and he, but he kicked it twice and easily kicked both of them. And to easily. Me, if you kick that field goal at that point, five minutes left in the game, you're up by 10, the game is over. Was yeah. that before or after they brought in a Robus Chapman? <laughs> very good. We I, were, I flip, we were flipping, flipping, we were flipping back and forth too. But but that's but to me, I I thought that they did not really, you know, I, I'm, Michaels and Collinsworth don't even really say, "Wow, then this is a questionable decision," uh-huh. and and they didn't really say that. And I was shocked by I, I that. Thought, decision. I thought, uh, oh, on the field goal, on the field goal, yeah, yeah. on not kicking on the punt, on the punt, but instead of kicking did, the field goal, they did. I thought they did express a little bit of of surprise that the Cowboys went on fourth and one there. Oh, the fourth and one. I don't. I, that was to me. I, I was a. I, I got that. You know, to me, I would have gone for it on fourth and one too. I just could. To me, to say that well, we don't want to give it the field position here, and we're going to try to nail them back here on, inside the five and make them go all the way down the field. The the worst thing that could have happened to the Eagles is that the Cowboys drive down the field and score a touchdown to tie the score. You know, to tie it, not to go ahead. And so, to me, that was a, a crazy decision. It was inexplicable. I think it was inexplicable. And if I'm a, if I'm a Philadelphia columnist, that's my column uh, for today. Is I'm saying uh, the Eagles handed the game to the Cowboys by not kicking the field goal. Yeah. As a, as a Dallas columnist, what, what what was your take? Uh, what was your what 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 would have been your Cowboy column today? What, what you said. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So Stephen Escobar, not related to your. Pal How do you Gavin. know that he could be related to Gavin Escobar? Stephen, if, if you're related to Gavin, let us know via another comment. But Stephen wants to know, 
uh, he says Dak is the future by all means. With that said, do you feel the Cowboys know or are willing to call the right plays for Dak's skill set at this point? I think they are. Well, I think they, what we've seen so far is that Scott Linehan, the offensive coordinator, uh, puts elements certainly of the zone read option in there. There is no element of the zone read option with with, Romo. with Tony Romo. You, the, no one's no one's believing that, right? No one's believing that Tony's going to take the ball out of his stomach and run with it instead. They, they think that uh, Dak scored his fifth touchdown of the year. It's right? a Cowboy record now, I believe. That's, that's for uh, touchdowns rushing by a quarterback or, or fourth. I'm sorry, I mean, it was his fourth. fourth. It was, it was fourth. fourth, but it's still a Cowboy it was record. His fourth touchdown. You know how many touchdowns that oh, we're Tony taking Romo, selfies now. Tony Romo has run for in his career, five. Oh, is it five? It's five. He's, no. run, he's run for five touchdowns in his career. Tony oh, Romo it was has. Oh, two over the last four years. Yes. Like so it's five in his career, Dak four and one. What The, the difference, and I think that, that Chris Collinsworth brought this up last night, and I agree wholeheartedly. The, the, He'll be so happy to hear that. Yeah. The, the thing that, that, the, that Dak Prescott gives you that Tony doesn't, clearly, is the zone read uh, in the red zone. That's a very difficult part of the field, obviously, to score. you just got so many options. But, boy, when you've got a guy back there that now you present another option that the quarterback might run it in, well, now that's extremely valuable. You know, I would say this. if Let's say Dak hadn't worked out so well as a, as a quarterback and hadn't been so good and it was no question that Tony was going to be the starting quarterback when he came back. I would still put Dak onto the field. It'd be like uh, like uh, Charlie Strong going with the 18-wheeler package, which doesn't work anymore. But him going with that, can down they throw the a pass zone. once off the 18-wheeler package? If he did that, it, it, would, it, it, it'd be it, the, it would save everything if he did that. Just once, right? Correct. Uh, but at but anyway, that's that's the difference that he makes in the game plan. Well, I I just I think that Dak is just naturally because of, he's younger and he hasn't taken the abuse that Tony is. No, he's a better. He's runner. a little bit more mobile. Yeah, absolutely. And he's going to be more able to create a little bit more. And he can take those kind of blows. Well, too. you you saw Dak take a lot of blows. Oh, yesterday. absolutely. Well, what would have happened if Tony Romo had started that game? Been in been in real trouble. You yeah. know, the, the Eagles did only had two sacks in the game, and the Cowboys had three, which is kind of phenomenal if you watch the game because because there was a because uh, Dak was under a lot of duress the whole game, right? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, and, and Carson Wentz was and, not. And how many more sacks might the Eagles have had if if a less mobile Tony was in the game? It's possible, yes. So so clearly now, clearly now, Dak starts next week against Jerry's, Cleveland. Yes, Jerry's basically alluded to that. Yes, uh, on running the hot hand, said it, said it. Yeah. Let's say he. Let's say we let's have say a guess. The unthinkable happens, and the winless Browns end up beating the Cowboys. Which will happen? That'll be my prediction this week. Oh my gosh, you're not going to predict that. What, Absolutely. what do you think? The Browns are going to go undefeated. Uh, 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 so, you, so they're going to go winless. So they're going to beat the six and one team. That's the team it's you're going to have. Ultimate to beat? trap game. Remember, oh you gosh. heard it here first. Oh my gosh, you are the trap queen, king, or whatever. Okay. So what was your point? So all right, let's say let's say the unthinkable happens and the Browns do beat the Cowboys and they do catch them off guard in a trap game. Does does Tony come back for Pittsburgh? If the Cowboys lose to Cleveland, it, it depends on how they lose. If it's because of Dak uh, and Dak plays poorly, because because as we noted here, this this is the deal. Dak played poorly for for three three quarters, right? If he goes out and has another game like that and they don't get a miracle uh, win at the end of it. I think that shows a little bit of a trend, does it not? They don't get a miracle win? Are you saying Cleveland could win the game? Oh, oh gosh. Just go with me for just a second here, would you? Uh, if he plays 40 for an entire long. game, yeah. I think then we're, show, we're seeing a trend here. It's not just a one-game development. It's a two-game development. That's why we talk about how the guy played before the end of the game, okay? That's why it's important to talk about. 
And then then you're then you're talking you're then you're saying maybe it's more than just a one game. Well, let me ask you this: Do you feel better about Dak Prescott as quarterback of the Cowboys today after you saw what no, he did? No, I did not. After, did you, very, expe- did you very, expect him to play the whole season the way he I played? I was very high on Dak all along. I don't feel better because Nobody he played a poor game. The- well, obviously Kevin did because he had, he had a, he had a, he came back to earth and it had a I normal game. I don't feel any different about him than I no, did No, I don't feel and, any different about him before either. I would I, feel better about him if I were you, both of you guys. Alan, 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 we need you on this side of the camera because he's agreeing with I everything mean, I, I said. Was- he is agreeing with everything you say, Listen. and that's the problem. Oh, here comes Alan. Here we go. I feel it was a That's why we're doing this on Facebook Live, folks, because we're bringing in people left and right. Pretty soon we're going to have in you know, Jerry Jones, Jason Garrett. We uh, have better. We have, we, have Jerry, we have a guy who spends games in Jerry's box with us today, and we're going to talk about that. Yes, we are. This is the most friends I've ever had. <laughs> All right, so Alan... Yes, well, introduce Alan. Alan Peppard. Uh, should we call you a society columnist? Insider? I really hate that, so go ahead. <laughs> wow. How would you define your, your job description? I'm a hobnobber. A hobnobber. That, that's a lot ho- better. That's a good thing to have on Halloween, a hobnobber. That's a lot better. I majored in hobnobbery. <laughs> I like it. So, uh, you... Well, I want to say this, too, about Alan Pepper, uh, an, an extraordinary writer. He's done some great series in, in our paper on the Clint Murkison and the Islands in the Caribbean, uh, which won like 4,000 awards it did. last year. He didn't hit... get any checks. He... I, got no this, check, yeah. I got the plaques. A- a- Alan's a uh, historian, basically, as yes, well. Yes, he is. And Alan has a great feel for Dallas uh, society, Dallas, uh, the history of Dallas. He, he has his finger on the pulse of all things Dallas. And the history of the Dallas Cowboys. And the history of the Dallas Cowboys I want to well. talk about Bridget Hall. Yes, sir. I, wait a minute. Well, we're going to get it straight Theory. through. We skipped the part about Theory, what, what Alan hang does. On. Hang on. Let a pro here handle this. Oh, no. Oh. So, Here's Al Alan, Haig. Oh. Alan, you regularly attend Cowboys games. Pretty home. much every home, home game. Games. Pretty much every home game. You are... In a a suite, yeah. Are you in the suite? Uh, I was not last night, but I'm in the suite a lot. The suite being the owner's suite. That is correct. You know everything that goes on in there. I do. It's really you access it for, through underneath a volcano, <laughs> and you get up there, and there's a white cat. You get the whole thing. It's a sacrifice <laughs> in the whole deal. Yeah, there is. Uh, I kind of kind of yeah. worries me that that might actually happen. Yeah. Um, but th- we know that there's a lot of debauchery and and things that go on in in there. Um, what do you got? What do you got? <laughs> well, you know, history, as you'll know, at Texas Stadium when it opened, those suites were so grand, and the owner suite, that double suite, wow, there was nothing better. But it, by the time they moved out of there, that was the easiest place to crash that there was you know you could just walk right in that's where i first met donald trump was in that suite with his wife marla um and i was not an invited guest this has been designed it's a much more uh, secure area with a list that to get on the list is is quite a thing is there a secret hand signal you have to give to you have to give your name to cindy at the door and cindy at the door give you quite the look and then this just it's like secret service there's guys just off in the distance they're not right there looking thuggish but you're not really getting in unless you're invited but the thing to understand is jerry sweet eh, sort of it's gene sweet and their daughter charlotte they really run that show of course as we know from TV, Jerry and the sons are up in the eagle's nest. 
And you they know, let Jerry Jr. come up there, don't they? They do. They do. That's yes. great. You know, that is they, so great. He plays with his Legos, and they watch the game. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, I asked Gene one time back in Texas Stadium, I go, you know, Jerry's always over in that little private half a suite. Why? And she was just sweet as she could be. She goes, there's nobody who follows the game more intensely than Jerry does. It means everything to him. And right, it's fourth and inches. They're going to go for it. And somebody turns to him, Jerry, you ought to come hunting at the ranch I've got in East Texas. And it's just a constant, you know, social interlude. So you only see Jerry at halftime and after the game. And it depends on the game what his mood is. All right, so I have an assignment for you. I want to be watching a game on TV, and they go to Jerry, and I want to see you in that <laughs> suite with him. Do you know, he offered to take me up there one oh. time when there wasn't a game going on. And I, honest to goodness, I was just like, oh, I'll see it sometime. And I didn't go, and I've, I've never gone up the elevator. But an important thing to know is, like, to get up in there, there's an elevator, and most people, that door opens on one side, but if you've got a key it opens up inside the suite. So, like, I kept waiting for George and Laura Bush to get off the elevator, the season well, opener. Listen to him name drop now. And they're like, no, no, they're getting out on the other side. It was it was secure. Well, that's I, what I want to know is I want to know, give me a list of the people you have seen in the Cowboy Suite. I'll tell you, the biggest celebrity who's in there that is one of these things that culturally you sort of miss and kids and everything go, why didn't you get your picture with Papa John? I go, Papa, Papa John. John. Papa, Papa John. John Schnatter. You know. do, do, do they have pizza up there? They do. Have, I don't know if they have Papa John's up there, but he's up there all the time. He and Jerry are, are partners in, in pizza. Um, You're talking to Alan Peppard about celebrities, and you want to know he brought up Papa. He brought up Papa John. I didn't bring Papa John Let up. me tell you, biggest celebrities there was for the Final Four, you know, when you had Bill Clinton and George W. in there at the same time. That was that pretty was, good. You broke that, that story about it. I did break that story. That And the Joneses were very nice to give me a little advance that I could tell the world a few hours before tip-off. So that was pretty good. But it, it, all right, uh, Chris so, Christie, let me tell you. Do you Chris have, no, Christie, no, no, no. Let's, let's, I, I wanted to ask about Chris, Chris Christie. Christie. Wait, wait. I, I just you, want to hear him talk is, about Is he it, big yeah. at the buffet? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Here's right, the so thing. Chris Christie. Yeah. Just give it. Get, I want to know what happens with Chris Christie in the in the press, in the suite. Chris Christie gets, uh, he's got the special pass that I don't have. You know, he goes up in the eagle's nest. But he brings his wife. He brings his kids. And it is a family operation. And I hate to say this. Love him, hate him, backing Trump. I don't care. He was one of the nicest guys I ever met. And you also picture that he's a very large man. He's not that big a guy. Of course, you know, he's kind of round, but he's not a particularly large guy. What about the red sweater, though? What's the up red, with that? I don't know what the deal is with that. But, boy, he had to pay a price there for coming down <laughs> to the Cowboys game. <laughs> Who was the model we had in the, in the, uh, in the owner's suite last night? Yeah, she wasn't in the owner's suite. She was on the 50-yard line on the other side with another friend of mine who really does live underneath a volcano and keeps quiet, billionaire. Uh, Bridget Hall. Bridget Hall of the 90s, the three big earners were Cindy Crawford, Christy Turlington, and Bridget Hall. And Bridget Hall is from right here in the Dallas area until she got her big contract when she was about 12 and moved to New York with her mother. Dated Leo DiCaprio, but hey, she's getting her Leo. picture taken with me last night. So. <laughs> did she ask for that photo? Oh, you tweeted that out. Did, did she... Want that selfie taken with you? She, she it's the funny thing. Bridget and I are pretty good friends, and she bucked it just a little bit. She was like, "You really want a picture?" I go, "Hell yeah, I want a picture." What do you? Who do you think I am? Yes. Tell us about some of the rituals y'all go through there in the press box. You and Jean. Uh, me and Jean. Well, the thing is, let me tell you. Once you're on the list, there is a seating arrangement with place cards, and 
you come in and and Jean and her daughter and their staffs arrange where everybody sits. It's like a White House dinner. You don't just kind of move around. And it's it's no fun in games if the team is losing. And if the team starts to turn, the Joneses. And honest to goodness, Clark Hunt and his wife on the Kansas City Chiefs, exactly the same way, superstitious as hell. If the momentum suddenly shifts in the Cowboys' favor, Gene Jones or Charlotte or Charlotte's husband, Shy, they look at you and go, you're not moving. Do not move. And there's a picture of me that one of our photographers has in that Detroit Lions playoff game that we won where I've got my hands on the bar because that's where I was standing when they started to score. And Shy's like, you cannot move. And I'm like, okay, I'm not moving. So anyway, the rituals are also – you're not going to believe this, and it sounds really silly. I, I swear the best fried chicken in the Metroplex is in that box, and I don't know how they do it. But it was the same that they had over at Texas Stadium. Got a little spice, kind of a soft skin. And that's kind of my running superstition with Gene is to give me fried chicken and cookies when the Cowboys need to turn around. You need to work out a little more. That Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where, where did you have breakfast today? Tell us. Tell us. Six days a week. Chick-fil-A. It's chicken minis, come on. You know, uh, it's no, that you little glaze, chicken, it's not butter on the muffins, it's heroin. You gotta go chicken biscuit at Chick-fil-A. That, it, and I had the chicken biscuit on the way in. I let, But I get the chicken How minis. How many? Sometimes I go for the chicken biscuit, but the chicken minis are better. Four. And, and a diet to... coke. It's nothing but health. <laughs> all right, so good Alan, and good for you. All right, you had you had a Republican pre- candidate for president with you last night too. Uh, yes, I did. Carly right, Fiorina, former, former, yeah. yes, yes. Carly Fiorina. She seemed a lot more relaxed. You know, what did <laughs> she say about Trump? She didn't say a word. We what we did talk about. I said, look, whatever side you're on, I've never seen an election cycle like this. And she kind of agreed. She goes, this is definitely both sides. It is. Unusual. Who is the most surprising person you've seen up there? The, the person you you walked in and you went, oh, my God, I can't believe this person is here. Beyonce. That just it just started startled me that she was in the building. She and Jay-Z. That was, what, what three weeks ago? What game was that for? Hmm? What was that for? It was two or three weeks ago. Um, you didn't get your picture with Beyonce? You know, that is one of the few times I couldn't quite penetrate uh, the inner circle, yeah, the inner circle, the the offensive line <laughs> to to get up there. There was a lot around Beyonce and Jay Z. Has it ever gotten nasty up there? Wait a minute, any fights? He's talking about Beyonce. <laughs> what? D- d- have some respect, oh Kevin. Gosh. Do you know who Beyonce is oh at your advanced gosh. age? Like what happened with Beyonce in the box? No, she came in at halftime with Jay Z, and I think something's cooking with the Cowboys or AT and T Stadium. Or they're trying to book something because I was. Definitely told, uh, you know, just stay on the perimeter. Don't don't go be myself. You know, I'm America's guest. Hey, Beyonce, Alan Pepper, <laughs> Dallas Morning News. How the hell are you? You didn't like order any lemonade or anything while you were in there with her. Oh, that's good. That's good. You no. don't. You're not as old as you look. No, that's I'm not. Good. <laughs> See, that's a song. Dude. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I, I, thought, I thought I thought it was an Arnold Palmer reference we were getting. So. <laughs> All right, now, Kevin, go back to your boring question. My my question was. Is there been any uh, any uh, fights in there? People throwing stuff, screaming. No. Besides b- between the grand. Oh wait a minute! I detect a lie here. He's no. he's rubbing the back of his neck and he's saying, "Oh no, not any oh, fights." No, no, I've never. No, it's a tell. Are, it's a tell. Yeah, it is. I've had this conversation with Jerry, and I call Rich Dalrymple his palace guard. You know, did the you one get Rich to oh, fix yeah. it? Huh? 
Did you get Rick? Wait, 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 let him finish. No, I'm in there a lot more than Rick. Oh. Rich, <laughs> Rich is. Rich isn't in there a lot during the game. But I said, you know, Jerry and Troy Aikman, you wouldn't think they're a lot alike, but aside from being famous, they both have kind of a magnetism that people just kind of want to come up to them. There's famous people, and then there's people that – and Rich, because I call it, can you go to North Park just to buy something and not spoil your day? And, and Jerry um, – is that way, and uh, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> you were crazy for seeing the fight in the press box. Fights. Yeah. fights in the press box. Uh, so, oh, in yeah, the press, press, press box. box. No, the owners box. No, so I've seen Jerry has. Box. All right, you know, whatever you think of Jerry, and people have opinions. Um, he has an aura, and people do not want to make Jerry unhappy. I mean, so like. George W. comes in. You're saying in. he can have people killed. George W. comes in. Bill Clinton comes in. Fellas, presidents come and go. Uh, Jerry Jones is eternity. You know? <laughs> I, always, I, I, he's I, a dictator for life. If you are eternal. in that yeah. inner circle, you don't want to piss him off. And so, yeah. no, I've never seen fights in there. Okay. What about between the grandkids? The grandkids are everybody. I'm telling you, it's well behaved. It's well behaved group. If they if they go elsewhere, I don't know. Fight. I've seen shots of them running around like little screamers. No, I think I, some of them were calling plays. Hey, I'm going back. Oh, that was only in the past. I, oh, okay. Look, y'all, y'all's job over the years has been to write what kind of moron is the general manager and the owner? Who the hell three years ago was letting Tony call audibles? Jason Garrett was trying to quit him calling audibles. He had an over percentage of passes. Jerry had to be there. And I write. Hey, Bill Clinton was with Jerry Jones last night. I'm going to keep getting invited back. And people, so, no, those grandkids are great. And, and They're people, great. But, but, but here's the deal. People love to read about that stuff, don't they? Yes, they absolutely it's, it's, do. Let me tell you, that Detroit Lions playoff win, I just sat there and I looked at the Joneses and I said, hey, I'm working now. I sat there on my phone and I filed a column from that suite and God the clicks it got. That's was ancient the, history, um, though. That was a long time ago. Yeah, the, but I write about this. During the Super Bowl, Mm. Were you in there for the Super Bowl? Uh, was I in there for the Super Bowl? No, I was not in there. Because I thought Alex Rodriguez was in there during the Super Bowl. I think that's right. I think so that's you right. didn't see Alex and his girlfriend at that moment. A-Rod, it's a funny thing. When he was living here, he sort of penetrated that circle of friends around Jerry. You know, a lot of people I know, not too interested in seeing A-Rod around. But, yeah. A- Alex, well— I- I mean, one thing Alex does have is a real affinity to learn, and he does want to learn from rich and successful people. And I, I could definitely see him uh, penetrating that that circle and and getting you know fawning all over Jerry. Um, but I I just was curious as to there's more than just that circle right there. It's it's all in what's called the owners club, and it's twenty suites that radiate 10 each out or nine each out from Jerry's center box. And that is Mount Olympus of Dallas Power. Okay, right next to Jerry is one of his good friends, Barry Andrews, Andrews Distributing. Oh, all the beer in AT&T Stadium. Well, that's supplied by Barry. Then you get out from Barry. It was the Harold Simmons suite. He was, you know, worth $10 billion when right. he died. Then it's T. Boone Pickens shares a suite with uh, uh uh, Alan White, the banker, on the other side, uh, it you just keep going down, and it's just power, 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 and you see them all right there. Where's uh, Washburn? Ray Washburn have a seat. Ray Washburn's in L10. It's him and his brother-in-law and his father-in-law. Um, e- educate me. Tell me who Ray Washburn. Ray Washburn was national finance chair for the GOP. His father-in-law is Margaret 
Hunt Hill's only son of the Hunt family, and uh, they own Highland Park Village. But Ray is Mr. Republican fundraiser, and he was Chris Christie's finance chair, and then he has uh, jumped on the uh, – he is supporting Trump, and I think like I, a lot of people kind of like, hmm, he's our candidate. I, I, the Washburns I, also own all the meat casinos. They own right? all the meat casinos. I, I don't believe – Alan, you don't have a regular Monday morning co- – I'd, I'd love to read this every week. Wouldn't well, you, Kevin? Absolutely I would. Well, you know, I – you I'm, know, I'm anti-semantic. I, as you let me know. say this. Let me say this about that. <laughs> I'm Alan. just a psychophant. When we have a big event, oh, we God. have something that's supposed to be like that. It's called chatter, and yeah. we run it in sports. Barry writes it, and it, it's not really very interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, not like this. Are you kidding me? Here's here's the thing. This is what I tell the sports editor. I know nothing about sports. I'm perfect for y'all's department. Join I want us. To wow. Come for sports. Because basically, that is her that. motto right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, here's the great thing uh, about Alan and what he knows is he knows all these people and he knows what's going on in this city and he knows the, the history of it and it's important to know those kind of things. I think absolutely. I uh, am a professional hobnobber and I'll get in there and they'll just be chatting away and then it will suddenly return to them. Oh wait, you. You write for the, you know, and I go, yeah, that's, I'm sorry, this is not sports, but it's my no, favorite, it's my favorite moment. The one time George W. Bush was humble with me is when they got the ballpark in Arlington voted for to build, and his father was just getting ready to run for re-election. I was at an event, and he's with Secret Service. His father was president of the United States. And I said, so are you going to do like the first campaign? You're going to go help your father run for president? And he's I can get those people in Arlington to vote for that stadium. I can get people to vote for anything. Yes. <laughs> and he walked away. That's a great I've quote. been there 30 seconds, and then the Secret Service come back, and a sheepish George W. is there. And he goes, <clears throat> you know, Laura mentioned it would probably be a bad thing if you, you wrote what I just said there. So you weren't going to write that. You, so you, you've you. never told anybody that story before, right? I, I'm all about you he know, was saving confidence. It for this po- he was saving it for so this Facebook So it is Live. just between the four of us yes. and anybody else on And Facebook the eight billion Live. people yes. who are going to so watch this So probably just between Live. the four of us. Yes. Oh, <laughs> come on. Oh, no, there's thousands. On Do we have any screen. questions on Facebook Live? Uh, no, they were all... Um, they were, hey, uh, I got opinions on that By the way, Stephen Escobar says he's no relation to either Gavin or Pablo Escobar. Pablo would have been better. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah. Mike Drago, former Dallas Morning News employee Mike Mike Drago, trader at ESPN. uh, A good friend of yours. Uh, It says, so Horn is dressed up as a troll for Halloween. (laughs) I'm sorry, that's not funny. No, it's it's hysterical, actually. Um, And Tracy Hodge says that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brandy even have bad games. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, maybe? Brandy even have bad games. <laughs> Gigs, uh, give the rookie a break. So I'm I not agree. quite sure what that means. Well, see, no, I, I hate it when you say things like that, that, that you agree. No one here is saying that anybody was going to be perfect for 16 Kevin, I'm picking out the sound bites Look, to use, ask, and I'm going to paint you I know nothing as an anti I'm not talking about questions for Alan right now. If you got questions for Alan and you're still all watching. All of the theoretical picks Let's. That, Dak Let's get him to dish some dirt. Last night, how many interceptions or ha- should he have had? Maybe it was a four? scary. Yes, yeah, so he was. Four interceptions. And how many drops did the Eagles' wide receivers have? But wait a minute. You said none of that matters. You don't. You say all that, all that matters. We shouldn't even talk about it. We should just talk about the fact that the it, Cowboys won. It will, it will be remembered 
It will be, all those comebacks. That, what do you remember about Roger Staubach's career? What happened in the first quarter, the second quarter? No, you remember him as Captain Comeback, correct? Two-minute drill. Two-minute drill. Thank you. Roger Staubach did miraculous things out there on the football field. I, don't think, I didn't see anything that was miraculous about what Dak Prescott in that, did in that game. That last, uh, last you don't, you, you're really soft selling that last pass. Okay, the guy had a lot of presence of mind to scramble, scramble out, find the open receiver. Yes, but that Jason receiver was wide open. Was he could have punted, but he was I open a- after the scramble. The of yeah, mind the scramble was stop, impressive. Find the receiver and make an accurate throw. I'm not saying it wasn't. A, it was a nice play. You guys make it sound like it's a miracle. It's not a miracle. That's not a miracle play. No, it wasn't a miracle play, but it was a good play. It's a nice play. It's a nice play by a rookie quarterback. All right, and how many miracles did Roger have? A lot. Like, what's a miracle to you? The Hail Mary? That's, a, that's one play. That was not, I was not going to put that play in a, in a league with some of the, the, the miracles that, that Roger Jackie Smith dropping out. it in the Super Bowl? That was, a, not, that was a yeah, not quite a miracle. <laughs> he no. was wide open, too, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He was. I, mean, I, I, I think that. We're taking this as you guys are taking this as an either or. Either he was fabulous, or I'm, or, or that I'm saying he was awful. Okay. I'm saying that the guy played a very average to below average game. Wrong. For, for any I got a question for the three of you. Go ahead. Then, okay, all three of you are Bill Belichick and Tony Romo. The last season game he played in was 49 weeks ago. And if you breathe heavy on him, he's going to break something. Yeah. Do you put him back in? In the middle of the season? Oh no, no, I don't know. In the starting quarterback, I think they would have been. But you just said if 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 the Cleveland loss is on Dak. Oh, I I think I think there's if it's me, I would be preparing Tony to start, um, probably the poss the, the the first possibility would be the Thanksgiving Day week, so that he could be basically prepping. For that game and not for the for the Sunday, so he'd have the full week of preparation, and then he'd get ten days, and then he'd get ten days to recover. No, 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 no. They're playing Thursday, Thursday. They're they're playing Thursday, and then they're coming back the next Thursday. I have read in Revelation that's the sign of the end of times. To, 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 the Cowboys to play go the Vi- Thursday, they play the Vi- Thursday. No, no, they're playing Thanksgiving. Then they play the following Thursday. So he doesn't get it. But so, I, I wouldn't. Be but then after that, they'll be ten days before that. And, and also, I think you know, if you want to keep him healthy. Through the playoffs, and if Dak does have some some troubles, the the longer you can drag things out without risking the the success of your team Alan, before you put Tony in there. I have bad news for you. I have a text here. It says, "Can can't hear Allen." Hello. So, <laughs> but I, I, guys, I, I also have a text here from Grant Hill, who's ready to go for our uh, Maverick podcast. No, you look at me like that. Okay, I got Grant Hill to, to be on our podcast. You, who did you get this week to be on our podcast? Nobody, okay? So I think we better move on to a Maverick podcast. So we'll have Grant Hill coming in to sit in Allen's seat. That, so you hurt, Al, you hurt Allen's feelings. And, right. and, and, and you were completely, completely irrational about the whole Dak Prescott. Okay, thing. but I think we need to move on. Evan, take uh, oh, control. Very quickly, uh, Daniel. Um, Moreno is just asking, what's the injury report on Claiborne and Church? Uh, Barry Church has a fractured forearm. Uh, that was the report this morning. Don't have a uh, – don't have to be a, out multiple weeks, both. Don't have a final timetable, uh, but they expect him to miss multiple weeks. Same thing with Claiborne. It is a hamstring or a groin, which also leads you to think, could the possibility of a sports hernia be involved there too? So uh, those look like uh, injuries the Cowboys are going to have to deal with next week. Um, 
And so with that, I appreciate you guys being on here today. Hopefully we can do this again for coming weeks and uh, there can be more participation. But thank you for all the questions you ask. Oh, wait, Barry's got a non sequitur. I think, though, I think we should thank our special guest who who, who came in to be with us Absolutely. Today. Let me just, if I have a joke that works, I just repeat the crap out of it. So this is the most friends I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, great. It was great having you on there, you. Alan. Thank we appreciate you. it. Well, okay, you, you tell. All right, please call Grand Hill. I'm waiting. Okay. Alan, thank, thank you. you. And we're done on our Facebook Live. It's great to be with y'all, and we're going to do this again if you, if you promise you'll like it. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.